0: And I'm Imogen and we are from the course report team. Each month we round up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read about and talked about in the office and it's February. So we've got a lot to talk about um, before we get to chat about fundraises and all of the other serious news this month. Um, the Oscars were on last weekend. Imogen, is that relevant to coding bootcamps at all?
1: Well, actually, yes. (laughs) Online coding bootcamp Thinkful did not get their Oscar best film prediction correct this year. They predicted Roma, but it went to Green Book. Last year, they correctly predicted that Shape of Water would win Best Film using a data science algorithm.
0: I actually chose Roma in our Oscars pool with my friends because of Thinkful's accuracy last year. So, Thinkful, you've got to get us the right, the right answer next year. <laughs> also, a new report is out looking at stats about the coding boot camp industry. Education Dive and Ed Surge looked at this report by RTI, which included stats about full-time and part-time programs online and in person this is less about graduates and more just about the number of boot camps in the industry so nothing we didn't um kind of know before but it's worth a read if you are interested
1: and then Ohio Lieutenant Governor John Husted visited Tech Elevator Coding Bootcamp in Cleveland as part of his statewide workforce tour
0: yeah, that's interesting. Remember that the new governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, talked about coding boot camps in his inaugural address last month. So those Midwest states are really recognizing boot camps.
1: Yeah. And then we saw a few women in boot camps being celebrated in February, right?
0: Yeah. The founder of 23 Code Street made it onto Forbes magazine's 30 Under 30 Europe list for 2019.
1: And then the Next Web profiled women tech entrepreneurs, including Kodam founder and TomTom Tom founder Corinne Vigreux.
0: And Makers Academy in the UK is launching a Women in Power list to recognize rising female stars in software development. So we will look forward to seeing who makes that.
1: So congrats to all those ladies. And then, speaking of accomplishments, we saw a lot of fundraisers in 2018, and the first of 2019 are starting to take shape. So Liz, what was the bootcamp adjacent company that saw a huge investment in late January?
0: Yeah, Climb Credit announced this February that it's raised an additional $50 million in lending capital from Goldman Sachs. Climb Credit's lending promotes affordable training alternatives to college-bound graduates, or what they call ROI-driven investment in schooling. Not only does that mean coding and digital skills, uh, they fund a lot of uh, coding boot camp graduates or uh, students, but also heavy construction operation, teacher training, underwater welding truck driving uh, and with this new lending capital climb credit plans to expand nothing super specific there but um, congrats to climb
1: and then eu startups reports that budapest-based coding bootcamp code cool has raised 3.5 million euros in their series b round of venture capital this bootcamp plans to open 10 campuses and to develop an alumni network of nearly 10,000 people by 2023
0: well congrats to both companies of course, those companies wouldn't be announcing fundraisers if bootcamp students weren't being successful. And we read about some great student success stories in February. So let's share those. Imogen, do you want to tell us about this Flatiron grad?
1: Yeah, sure. So a Flatiron school grad and his wife recently launched a Jewish dating app for Orthodox Jewish singles. Jewish Journal reports that Joe Teachman went through Flatiron school and used his skills to build the app. He had noticed that many Jewish singles in New York were facing dating burnout, so he created a matchmaking dating app. And according to Jewish Journal, the app called Forge is seeing a 90% success rate in its matchmaking. That is insane. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I wonder how many users they have. I don't know. And then Global News Canada profiled several Canadian boot camps, including Lighthouse Labs, HackerU, and Bitmaker. The piece focused on Lighthouse Labs graduate Maggie Yang about her transition from insurance underwriting to software development. Maggie says that Lighthouse Labs was a really stressful time. She put in 12-hour days, so not trivial, but ultimately it was worth it.
1: Congrats to Maggie. Maggie. And then this next article isn't about a specific student, but just about sort of measuring student success. The Heshinger report looks at how Trilogy monitors student success using weekly surveys and how they have found that the biggest determinant of a student's success is lack of support. In case you haven't heard of them, Trilogy Education runs coding boot camps at universities around the world. And other metrics Trilogy monitors include clarity of instruction, pace, instructor knowledge and individual's progress. We don't usually hear many statistics about Trilogy courses, but this article mentions that Trilogy boot camps are seeing a 90% graduation rate. There is not yet any information about job outcomes.
0: Yeah, all of that data that they collect is super interesting, but we would, of course, love to see transparent job outcomes because that's how we know that students are actually successful uh, in their careers when they graduate from a Trilogy school.
1: And then as data science becomes a more mainstream concept, we are seeing articles which focus on things like artificial intelligence and machine learning, which also mention data science boot camps. Liz, tell us about an article that looks at racism in algorithms.
0: Yeah, this is a piece from Live Science about how output from algorithms can produce biased results. Sophie Searcy, a data scientist from Metis, is quoted in this article saying, quote, a common mistake is training an algorithm to make predictions based on past decisions from biased humans. If I make an algorithm to automate decisions previously made by a group of loan officers, I might take the easy road and train the algorithm on past decisions from those loan officers. But then, of course, if those loan officers were biased, then the algorithm I would build would continue those biases and U S representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez made headlines when she backed this point up earlier this month, saying that facial recognition technologies and algorithms quote, always have these racial inequities that get translated because algorithms are still made by human beings. And these algorithms are still pegged to basic human assumptions and automated assumptions. If you don't fix the bias, then you are just automating the bias. So really great point.
1: Yeah. And then Xconomy looks at how data science educators are calling for people studying data science to get access to real data. The article highlights CodeUp Coding School in San Antonio and how when the team approaches companies to ask to use their data for training, they get stonewalled. A professor at Texas A&M University agreed that students need to learn using real data. The article then looks at the issues of data privacy and how important data is to businesses.
0: And sticking to some more Texas news, Houston biz journals reported on a new Brookings study, which says that AI and robotics threaten one in four Houston jobs, which really mirrors those statistics for the U.S. as a whole. It's about 25% of jobs are threatened by uh, AI and robotics. The Brookings report suggests a number of ways to retrain and retool those displaced workers for new professions, including an expansion of employer-led training and accelerated learning programs like Coding boot camps.
1: All good ideas for retraining.
0: So, coding boot camps partnering with universities is a trend that we have seen for a few years now, and there's no sign of slowdown. Now, with the added encouragement from the Department of Education, more partnerships are being announced each month. So, Imogen, we talked about this a bit in January, but tell us about the latest news on a proposal by Betsy DeVos, which affects these partnerships.
1: Yeah, so Ed Surge's Sidney Johnson profiles the partnership between Dominican University and Make School with reference to Betsy DeVos's proposal to remove restrictions on accredited colleges to contract out programs to education providers. DeVos's proposal would allow universities to outsource more than 50% of a course to an outside provider. Even though this proposal has not yet been approved... Ed Surge looks at how Dominican University was still able to partner with Make School to outsource the curriculum because of an incubation policy by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges, which allows unaccredited schools to partner with existing schools as part of a path to becoming accredited themselves. So as part of this partnership, Make School will be learning from Dominican
0: about federal policies, outcomes reporting, and how to become an accredited school. That's such an interesting technicality. Um, thanks for explaining it. And on EdSurge, we read details about a new partnership between Full Stack Academy and Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Here are the high-level details. It's 26 weeks long. It's a part-time course for the university's continuing education school. The course is fully online and synchronous and taught remotely by Full Stack staff in New York. And the program will initially focus on teaching Full Stack JavaScript, and students will earn a certificate from Cal Poly's Extended Education School. So kind of following in the tradition of trilogy education. Um, but of course, Full Stack has been around in New York and Chicago for Forever, about five years, and has a pretty proven curriculum. So that will be interesting. And solid outcomes. Too. And solid outcomes, absolutely.
1: And then Irish Tech News reports that Meta's Data Science Bootcamp is partnering with Dublin Business School, an independent college, to deliver a live online 12 week machine learning course. The course is a Master of Science degree in Data Science and is accredited by Ireland's National Agency for Qualifications and Quality Assurance. According to Irish Tech News, Dublin is home to Europe's fastest-growing tech worker population and is set to overtake London as the biggest European data centre
0: market in 2019. Very interesting. Did not know that. Well, this is an opportunity for Canadian universities. Canadian coding bootcamp Lighthouse Labs has launched a competition for Canadian universities where those universities can earn points if more students take part in mentoring and learning coding basics. The school with the most points will win $3,000 to go towards the school with a runner-up prize of $1,500. The competition is called Can You Code and runs from February 25th to March 25th, and we will put a link to that in the news roundup nice initiative
1: and then as well as universities partnering with boot camps we are also seeing a number of companies partnering with boot camps to facilitate employee training or to contribute to curricula Liz, tell us about a partnership in tampa bay florida
0: yeah, I love this. It's kind of like a case study for a way that companies can partner with coding boot camps. So, a local Tampa Bay tech company, Proforma, partnered with Suncoast Developers Guild in Tampa Bay to put an entire group of new hires through their boot camp. Proforma had hired two graduates of the Iron Yard. And just remember, Suncoast is run by uh, former Iron Yard teammates after the Iron Yard closed in Tampa Bay. So they understood the value of a coding education. And Suncoast Developers Guild president Tony Warren explained, quote, When Proforma hired our junior developers, they were amazed by how quickly they were able to make an impact on their code base. Not only that, but their skill level was well above what they had expected for a junior developer. And we hear that a lot from our hiring partners. So yeah, that kind of new hire training is a really interesting way for companies to partner with boot camps. Nice one.
1: Now, this one is a little bit different. It's a company partnering with a university bootcamp. WRAL TechWire reports that Infosys is partnering with NC State University to train new employees through a six-week data science bootcamp covering statistics, data visualization, machine learning, and Python. InfoSys president Ravi Kumar says, quote, We realized if we can bring the power of our training and education structure and build talent pools from different schools in the fantastic academic ecosystem of the US, we could create tech talent for a difficult age and actually bridge the gap. The question is, why aren't others doing this? End quote. And then Google is offering a 10-week full-time free machine learning boot camp at five colleges around the country. Campus Technology reports that the program will initially launch at four women's colleges and will focus on -on hands-on project-based training. Students who don't have a background in computer science or statistics can take a pre-boot camp course to get up to speed.
0: Well, this is kind of like a part partnership, part fundraise, although we don't have a ton of details about it. Mexican Human Resources Advisory Group, GIN Group, is committing an undisclosed amount to Ola Code via its venture fund, which is called GIN Capital. The goal is to support technical skills development among an underserved demographic group, which in this case is young migrants and refugees. We've mentioned Ola Code a few times, but they've now actually graduated a cohort, so we have some data uh, and feedback from that first cohort. They say that 90% of its first cohort of students secured jobs as software engineers, earning 33,000 pesos monthly, which is about twice the average Mexican salary.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Go Ola Code. And then Rapid Growth profiles Grand Rapids' Grand Circus Coding Bootcamp and how its students work on real projects for local Grand Rapids companies. Grand Circus partners with a network called Seamless IoT, which consists of local tech companies involved in sustainability initiatives. Students in the April cohort at Grand Circus will work with data sets from the companies to find trends and create visualizations. When they graduate, the students will get to interview with companies from the seamless IoT network, such as Whirlpool, Priority Health, Amway, and Mercy Health.
0: I love that. There's nothing more valuable to a student than getting to actually work with a real company before they graduate. AWS, Amazon Web Services, is partnering with Covenworks to teach 400 youths in West Africa AI and data science skills. The program would include a six-week bootcamp followed by the AWS Educate curriculum, and students would then work with Covenworks to land job interviews in cloud careers. And speaking of African coding boot camps, 2019 seems to be a bit of a boom time for EdTech in Africa. We're seeing a lot of new technology boot camps focusing on various digital skills in countries all over the continent. Imogen, tell us what a Nigerian tech entrepreneur thinks about this boom.
1: Yeah, so Elvis Chidera, a Nigerian entrepreneur, talked to E-Learning Inside about Africa's growing ed tech scene as the number of technology users in the country continues to grow. Chidera, who is only nineteen, is the founder of PreUp, an exam prep app for Nigerian students, and he is also a software engineer at local ride hailing company Karim. He explains that the number of students studying STEM subjects at university in Africa is increasing, and he is seeing more and more alternatives to university crop up, such as Andela.
0: And the founder of Hyperion Dev, Riaz Moula, writes a guest post for University World News about why he started Hyperion Dev in Africa and about his new initiative, which is called CoGrammar. CoGrammar enables education brands to integrate on-demand mentorship and code review into their coding education programs, so kind of an emphasis on code review. Interesting. If you are interested in the current state of ed tech in Africa, this is a great read. Uh, Riaz has certainly been very cognizant of the needs in South Africa and all across Africa in designing this education and, and in designing those Hyperion classes.
1: And a new coding boot camp is launched in Morocco in Northern Africa. Alphanar Media profiles UCode, a two year coding school in a small city in western Morocco, which is free for anyone aged 18 to 35, regardless of their background. The bootcamp was created by a local phosphates exporter, OCP Group, in partnership with Simplon, a French digital training provider.
0: And from North Africa to West Africa, I read a profile of a data science academy in Ghana called Blossom Academy, which trains students and pairs them with local tech companies. Blossom is the first data science academy in West Africa, and it's based on three pillars, competitive peer learning, project-based experience, and mentor-based learning.
1: And then the New Times reports that the Rwanda government wants to establish five coding academies, one in each province, with the aim of enrolling 300 students per year.
0: Yeah, last month we reported that this uh, coding academy was launching in Rwanda, so it's exciting to hear that more campuses are opening in the future. And of course, it's not only Africa that's seeing bootcamps shape the future. Twin Cities Business Magazine looks at the impact of bootcamps on the tech labor shortage, mentioning Minneapolis Bootcamp Prime Digital Academy. Prime is in its fourth year of operation, having graduated about 40 cohorts so far, with 700 students who have been hired by nearly 300 companies in Minnesota. Um, And they say that the initial hesitation that they used to see from recruiters is totally gone now.
1: That's awesome. And then next up, paying for boot camp is always a hot topic. In January, we talked a lot about income share (laughs) agreements or ISAs. This month, we have a couple of stories about ISAs, but also some news about the GI Bill, which allows veterans to get funding for their education. Liz, which coding boot camp did you see highlighted in relation to ISAs in February?
0: Okay, so last month, January, we talked so much about the Lambda School ISA. And there are a lot of schools offering ISAs these days. But App Academy was the kind of OG in this space. And News Channel 5 Nashville focused on App Academy for this piece. Their founder, Kush Patel, explained that students pay about 20% of their first year's salary once they get a job. And they talked to one student, Skylar Prill, who said, quote, App Academy linked their fates to yours, and you knew they weren't going to leave you in the dust as soon as graduation day happened.
1: And then an article on the RSA.org looks at ISAs with a focus on the trends of the growing coding bootcamp model and cites course report stats. It looked at the history of payment methods for education and the transition from fee-for-service to outcomes-based payments and from supply-led to demand-led models. The article also looks at the evolution of siloed boot camps to becoming more integrated apprenticeships. And these are all trends that we've seen in the past and now, so it's nice to have them all in one article.
0: Yeah, that's really cool to see that kind of in a timeline. And it's always interesting to see how government reacts to these financing innovations. Um, According to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, a Georgia Senate committee heard a proposal Thursday afternoon to allow some college students to repay grants with a portion of their future earnings. Uh, It sounds a lot like an ISA to me. It's the Senate Bill 57. It's called the Pay Forward, Payback Student Grant Act, and it would offer grants determined by the Georgia Student Finance Commission to students at University System of Georgia schools so like UGA it sounds like they're taking a page out of uh, the boot camps book. So Flatiron School, as we know, opened a campus in Atlanta last year and has an income sharing agreement. Flatiron started offering that ISA in late January of this year. And I actually just spoke with their director of admissions about that ISA expansion. So look out for that if you're interested. Um, Back to Senate Bill 57, though, the committee chairman said that the bill needs some work, so they're rewriting it right now, and we will let you know next month if this is revisited.
1: And then Ann Kim, the vice president of domestic policy at the Progressive Policy Institute, also wrote about ISAs this month. Specifically, one bill that we want to keep an eye out for. In California, a bill by Republican Assemblyman Randy Vopal to establish an ISA pilot at the University of California system failed to make it past the state senate last session, but unanimously passed the assembly.
0: Very interesting. So we're kind of seeing these bills go through, like start to go through, um, but need some revisions. So maybe like not totally ready to get a ton of these bills through, but Very interesting to see them in different state governments. And Clearance Jobs reports the Department of Veteran Affairs has announced a new five-year pilot training program called the Veteran Employment Through Technology Education Course, or Vet Tech. It is designed to teach veteran skills in information science, programming, data processing, media applications, and software. And the program options will include many coding boot camps that are already GI Bill approved. The article has some great information about eligibility requirements and housing allowances. So it's a great read for any veterans considering going into tech.
1: And on a side note, according to the San Antonio Express, Rackspace's Open Cloud Academy now accepts the GI Bill to fund tuition.
0: Amazing. Well, we will keep you updated on other financing options and updates. In February, a number of publications put together useful guides for breaking into tech. Imogen, tell us about the EdSurge article about what skills video games can give aspiring developers.
1: Yeah, so a Lambda School instructor wrote a guest post for EdSurge about three video games that helped him learn skills for a successful career. Brady Fukumoto says, quote, from high school valedictorian to game company CEO to computer science instructor – all I really needed to know, I've learned from video games, end quote. He explains how Final Fantasy taught him prioritization and time management skills. Legend of Zelda helps him with AI and computer graphics. And he mentions other games like Tempest MUD and Super
0: Smash Brothers. Amazing. I'm sure teenagers everywhere love to hear that. <laughs> DICE put together a list of tips for breaking into new collar tech. By new collar, they're talking about companies looking to hire cybersecurity architects, project managers, uh, cloud administrators, data storage engineers, UI designers. Uh, And here are a few of their tips, although you can read the full guide for yourself if you'd like. They say that you should learn and show problem solving skills and hands on work, um, and that you should look for training providers, alliances, with employers and make sure that whatever training provider you choose has an integration of labs internships and project-based learning opportunities along with their curriculum good advice
1: yeah and then 13 experts from forbes technology council put together a comprehensive list of resources for beginner coders for forbes.com the list includes books games free learning websites and videos
0: and finally, Business Insider reports that computer science students aren't learning useful coding languages, and they're resorting to self-teaching or boot camps to get jobs. This is behind a pretty annoying paywall, but basically they say that while JavaScript is ranked as one of the most popular programming languages, it's not part of undergraduate CS degrees. So those graduates are turning to teaching themselves or going to immersive coding boot camps in order to actually get the skills that they need to get jobs once they graduate from that four-year degree
1: and of course as usual we have tons of new coding boot camps campuses and general boot camp updates in february liz where is trilogy's latest new boot camp
0: according to EdSurge and computer world trilogy is launching their first coding boot camp in australia at monash university in melbourne awesome and
1: then WAER interviews the founders of Hack Upstate, a 24 week coding bootcamp launching in upstate New York, about a new initiative. The team is launching a new free program called Careers in Code aimed at women and minorities in poverty. It's 24 weeks long and students will have access to local tech companies for mentorship and networking.
0: That's in Syracuse? Yes. Very cool. And according to Dallas News, Flatiron School just announced their new Dallas campus in Victory Park, which is their 10th campus.
1: And continuing on Flatiron News, Flatiron School is launching a data science fellowship program at its DC campus. The DC campus opened in 2018, but until now they were only offering the software engineering program.
0: Flatiron was also featured in a WCBS radio interview about how the school is preparing the Amazon workforce in Queens, but that is now obsolete now that Amazon has pulled out of that uh, Long Island City campus, um, so we don't need to get too far into that.
1: And then Flatiron School is also teaming up with the Opportunity Hub to create OHUB at Flatiron, an initiative to expand access to tech for students from undertapped communities. The Flatiron Opportunity Scholarship will provide 10 full and 50 partial student scholarships to Flatiron Schools' software engineering and data science courses in NYC, D.C., Houston, Atlanta, Seattle, Denver, Chicago, and online.
0: That's pretty cool. And Meta's Data Science Bootcamp is launching in Singapore. They are partnering with Kaplan Learning Institute in Singapore to launch their 12-week data science course in that region.
1: And then a blockchain bootcamp organized by the Caribbean Blockchain Alliance and supported by the Inter American Development Bank in the Caribbean is teaching software developers via a three month bootcamp with the top five students selected for a six month internship at a Bahamian tech company, PO8.
0: So cool. A lot of international expansion. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Okay, so we added a few new schools to our directory on Course Report in February. Um, Imogen, do you want to tell us about them?
1: Sure. So Campus Boream launched in Madrid, Spain. Simpler Learn is a new coding bootcamp online. Viva Data is a data science program in Paris, France. Texas A&M University launched an information security bootcamp. Cal Poly Coding Bootcamp launched online, which we mentioned before is run by Full Stack Academy. The UX Design Institute is an online UX program that just launched based out of Ireland. Vanilla Coding launched in Korea. And Tortuga Coders launched in Thailand.
0: Amazing. Welcome to all of those schools. All right. Well, Imogen, to wrap up, why don't we talk about our favorite pieces that we published on the Core Support blog in February? What was your favorite?
1: So I really enjoyed learning all about AWS, Amazon Web Services, from a Codesmith instructor. I chatted with Shno Mazingo, a super experienced software engineer who has been working since the 90s and was actually self-taught. He told me about the origins of AWS, how it helps companies launch websites without a huge amount of local hardware, and how software engineers use AWS on a day-to-day basis. Check out the article to find out more about AWS and find some links to videos and courses which can help you start learning how to use AWS.
0: Yeah, that was very informative and something that literally every boot camper will have to learn about at a boot camp. So, might as well get a head start.
1: And then, Liz, what was your favorite piece to work on this month?
0: Yeah, I got to talk to two medis graduates on a video Q and A this month, Emily and Hallie. Uh, but these two women were not recent graduates, which is the which are the people that I usually talk to. They actually graduated from the same medis cohort a couple of years ago, and so. so So we really focused on how they've gone from junior data scientists to mid or senior senior level data scientists. They give great advice that I think really any bootcamp graduate could replicate to really like grow their career after they graduate. Because it's not just about getting that first job after a bootcamp; it's about growing your career to have a really successful long term career.
1: Totally. So you can check that piece out on the blog and the video of the interview is also on our YouTube channel.
0: Absolutely. Well, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next month on the March Coding Bootcamp News Roundup podcast. And as always, we love feedback. So email us at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, help other future bootcampers find it by going to iTunes, subscribing to the Course Report podcast and leaving a review. Bye.